And here we go again. Another podcast episode again. This is the Clagatill Veteran Podcast, if you didn't know, and it's season five, episode six. And on this episode, the theme is going to be the value of women or value of women. And it's just pretty much me comparing my viewpoint of what's been happening since, you know, the government pushed for the pandemic and everything that's happened in between then. Um, you know, I've covered a lot about the, the medical side of things, the political side of things, even though I try to stay away from politics. Um, I just kind of, you know, put in some, uh, Navajo teachings from what I've learned from my mother. So this episode is pretty much about my mom's point of view combined with what I'm doing and just kind of showing this is what it looks like from our point of view. doesn't mean that I'm right. It doesn't mean that my mom's wrong or it doesn't mean anything like that. It's just, this is what it's come down to. So I'm just recording and documenting this whole thing. So that's what this is all about. And our first subject of the night will be, or, um, for this episode will be women of the old West. And the second one will be Deborah Sampson. The third one will be feminine plain, ah, sorry, feminine pain tolerance, kind of a tongue twister for me. The fourth one will be political female in pandemic era. And finally, the last one of the night will be woke joke. And like I said, this is all pretty much revolving around the value of women. And if I don't, if I don't say it in, in the segments, I'm just trying to get to the point. And then also I'm just trying to make sure that I keep my focus on what I'm trying to bring up, but it's, it's all it's all related to the value of women. And, um, also on that note, um, these segments, I'm going to try to keep it between 15 and 20 minutes because, um, I was looking at over, I was looking, yeah, I was looking at it and I was kind of studying it anyways. So it, it might go a little bit longer. So this first segment's going to set the pace, uh, pace for the rest of the, the segments. But other than that, I'll just shut up with the introduction and uh, get going on to this uh, first segment of this episode. And this one is going to be Women of the Old West. I did research uh, some research on this, so I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Moving right along into our first segment of the night for season five, episode six of the Clagato Veteran podcast. This segment is, uh, I titled it Women of the Old West, and it's going along with our theme for this episode, which is value of women. So this first segment, Women of the Old West, uh, this segment is about how civilized women change the Western frontier by using their sexual uh, sexual abilities to make a living and prosper in male-dominated towns, which was admirable but has become devalued in today's society. 
So adult films have become the new frontier. So where I'm trying to go with this is um, I saw this video on YouTube and I've been trying to look for it. I don't remember what it was called, but they were talking about uh, there were some really interesting, um, you know, details they had about it. And it was just about the Old West. Um, the, well, what, what the guy was talking about was in the Old West, all the men were out here, you know, the rough and rugged men that are out here. And they were living, trying to make a living. But, you know, obviously there was uh, native tribes out here, you know. And so they already had established living. But these civilized men, they came out and they were trying to make a living out in the in the Southwest desert, you know. And they were, even though they could build towns, they had the ability, the physical ability to make buildings and, and stuff like that. They just were not prosperous. They just couldn't get it done. And so then, um, uh, in, in this video that I was watching, I, I don't remember if the guy was saying what, it, who was like the first woman to come out and make a difference, but there were some women that came out to the West and they figured that, um, the way they were being treated in the city, they were just basically dishwashers and babysitters and these women, they wanted to make a difference. So, so anyways, women started coming out to the Southwest and there was really nothing for them to do in these small towns. So what they started to realize was the men had the money, but they were just, you know, they were incapable of really making a living. So these women, they started the, um, the, the prostitution, you know, they started the, um, the quote unquote whorehouses, you know, the, the bordellos and all that stuff. And that's where, you know, these cowboys, they started to cowboys and ranchers. They were like, Oh, Hey, look, you know, I can bust a nut over here. So they started going over there and, um, you know, the money that they would make, cause you know, it's just, that's just the way that it is. Um, men, you know, tend to make more money than women, especially back in those days. So with all the money that the men were making, they were just giving it to the women after they plowed them and bust a nut, you know? And after that, that's where a lot of these women, they started to, you know, they started to see that they could, you know, um, they could add more to the town. They could, um, what's that word? They could contribute more. So if it wasn't for these, um, bordellos, um, cat houses, some people call them, um, they never would have, um, been able to have the money to like put up hospitals and schools and stores. So it was pretty interesting. You know, these, these ladies, they were, you know, very entrepreneurial. Yeah, there we go. Entrepreneurial. And, um, they, they were able to make like I said, make a living off of that. So based on that type of mentality where women have been limited, but they were able to overcome a big old obstacle, no pun intended, but, um, you know, that's where I'm thinking, how come these Navajo veteran, these modern men who think they know it all, do not want to listen to me, uh, or did not want to listen to me or ignored me or whatever. When I kept telling them, Hey, look, you know, instead of you guys always fighting the tribal government and, um, always trying to get that little budget passed and waiting for, you know, the, the, the financial part of how they get these, um, uh, assistance, financial assistance. 
through the tribe, you know, why can't you guys just do what, you know, well, at the time I didn't know about these, um, these women that, you know, that did the prostitution and made the money. But I was like, you know, in the old West, they, they prospered. They didn't have cell phones and cars and they don't have the modern convenience. They didn't have electricity and running water, but yet they were able to build towns. Now the, the villages of the natives that were living there at the time, um, you know, obviously they, they had a full blown society going where, you know, they, they had everything squared away, but here comes out Western expansion stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they bring in the, the railways, um, the railroads and all that stuff through. And so kicking the natives off their own homeland, you know, and I think everybody pretty much knows that story, but that's where I'm, I have this new approach of, you know, wanting to learn more about these women that were pioneers in entrepreneurialism <laughs> and, um, and how come modern Navajo veterans, men, the commanders, vice commanders, whatever, they're not making that, that difference. And I don't know how much more easier I could have made it for them. You know, I, I did the logo, I did the merchandise, I did my presentations. I showed them the difference between being an employee and an entrepreneur, but yet their minds were just like these sheep were already conditioned to wait for that money to come through the tribe. And that's where I'm like, well, what'd you guys do with your money then? You know, did you just give it to your grandkids? Did you just pay for your kids, you know, bills? If that's what you wanted the money for, then I feel sorry for you because later on in the future, when all this that I'm pushing for goes through, you're going to be crawling back to the native ravager saying, oh, well, why, why don't you give me some money? I'll say, well, shit, I was trying to teach you how to get, make your own money. And, um, you know, that's the whole thing about that, you know, teach a man or was it, was it teach a man to fish and, you know, you feed him for a lifetime and all that stuff. So anyways, uh, going back to these, um, <clears throat> so going back to these uh, women that were making these, uh, differences, um, so they're using, you know, obviously sex it's, you know, they not weaponized it, but they, they use it to their advantage. There we go. And so that's where a lot of the stuff that happened in the old West, you know, is, you know, as much as Hollywood tries to cover or Hollywood tries to make these woke films about women being the heroes, how come they don't do that? You know, all they keep going back to is, oh, there was a, you know, st uh, not standoff. Um, there was a shootout, you know, and then women were just pretty much the uh, prostitute types. And uh, the one movie I think was, is fairly good um, as far as trying to tell a woman's tale was um, in the early 90s, uh, The Quick and the Dead with uh, Sharon Stone. She's a gunfighter. And, um, and that was pretty interesting. You know, we, we end up watching that a lot. My brother bought the VHS tape for it. So we'd watch that over and over, rewind it. And the other one was bad girls with Madeline Stowe and, uh, Drew Barrymore and Andy McDowell and the other ladies of who's forgettable, but <clears throat> there were still limitations on how those films were made, you know? And, um, but anyways, so now in today's society, you know, all that development that these women did back in the old West for modern society, it's nobody talks about it. And, um, so that's why I'm trying to give it a little bit of credibility here. And, 
you know, maybe if uh, one of the fellow horned toad listeners wants to uh, do some research, you know, they might, you might find out more information, but, or you might say, Hey, next time talk about this, this is uh, new information I found, found out or whatever. And I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, I can do that too. And then also, um, going back to, um, the adult films, <laughs> um, you know, they become the new frontier. And with that, there's, you know, there's the introduction to a lot of, uh, different pornography, a lot of, uh, porno films. And one of them is, you know, when you buy the DVD, you know, if you, you know, they're like what, $30, $20 for a DVD. If you want to buy it like that without illegally pirating and downloading, and you want to support your favorite porn star or whatever, um, there's interviews in, in those, um, there, you know, they'll come with like a second disc, no pun intended on that, but you know, there's a second disc and usually they'll have like interviews on some of these, uh, adult film stars, these mattress actresses, and they'll talk about, you know, their scene and, you know, their, I don't know, their experience in joining the, the, that film industry and then, um, or modeling or however they get their start. And so that, that's one way of, you know, things changing like that. Another thing is that it's the women, once again, pioneers, you know, they're out there and they're talking about their sexual experiences where, you know, years ago that was kind of like frowned upon, you know, uh, it was like a modern society thing where women didn't talk about what goes on between their legs, you know, and all that type of, uh, naughty, erotic, explicit type of, um, storytelling, which, you know, is based on their own lives and stuff. It was kind of frowned upon. And even then, you know, um, the men were trying to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a gentleman. I don't want to hear stuff like that. But then, you know, at the same time, I'm pretty sure everybody's curious, you know, when it comes down to doing the dirty, doing the deed, doing the nasty, everybody's curious, man. And so that's where a lot of these women, you know, they'll share their personal stories. And, you know, I watched some of those and I was like, damn, man, you know, I don't think I could do that. Sit there and talk about, you know, my own personal life in that great of a graphic detail, you know? And, um, so, you know, it's kind of like, I want to give them applause for doing that. But at the same time, it's like, oh man, it's, it's, it's kind of a uh, slippery slope to walk on because for one thing they're educating. But another thing is that if you, if you're, uh, applauding it, then it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're supporting the exploitation of women. And it's like, Hey man, they're the ones that are, you know, they made the decision to, to join the, make these films. And, you know, there's all types of arguments that go along with that. Anyways, so getting back to the main point is that, um, that these, uh, modern day filmmaking pioneer women of the adult film industry, they're sharing a lot, a lot of information, a lot of it's great. You know, a lot of it's good information, you know, for, I think they want men to understand, you know, especially the modern men now that, you know, you can watch your porno on your phone and, you know, they probably target those type of people and say, Hey, look, man, if you treat a woman like this, you know, you will definitely be in her good graces and all this stuff. Anyways, uh, excuse me. Um, anyways, um, and so with that being said, that whole, you know, sharing of personal information 
is kind of slowly becoming normal in a way in those films then also but with that you know there are advancements in uh porno technology you know there's a there's such a program as uh, or uh, i don't know if it's a yeah i guess you could call it a program um deep fake um deep fakes are like videos where you could take someone's face and add it to another body and you know it'll move around with that so one of the ones i, I seen was on a uh, um youtube and that's where i would see these um like uh what was the what were those two guys like i don't know like an abbott and costello type of uh um dudes from back in the early 20s and 30s and then somebody was used that deep fake technology to put arnold schwarzenegger and um sylvester stallone's faces on there so it was pretty funny you know um but you know with that you know there's there's a whole there's this whole um i don't want to say an outcry but it's kind of been silenced anyways but about um revenge porn where you know dudes can take pictures of their ex and you know put it onto the face of a a, a porn star's body and you know then that becomes like um like a homemade sex tape in a way so so it's very uh tricky i mean it's it's amazing you know technology is is great in some aspects but you know obviously that's not you know something that's um that's appropriate but somebody found that found that out and found out how to do it and you know props to them for uh you know sitting there and figuring it out through their computer program how to do fake porn you know against someone that they really wanted or whatever so that would just definitely be a cautionary tale not to really be out there too much you know expose you know no pun intended but for women to expose themselves and um you know some of these uh social media posts and stuff like that but you know it's it is what it is and that's why you know that's why this whole thing with the deep fake is pretty interesting. Oh, there was, um, I seen, uh, as far as deep fake porn goes, I saw, uh, what was that? That, uh, well, I was looking for Kamala Harris. There's one, but the damn thing wouldn't load. So I was like, damn it. I want to see, uh, you know, this, this, this hot, you know, Kamala Harris getting, getting it on, you know, but it wouldn't play. And I was like, ah, oh, man. I don't know, probably got a virus, but anyways, uh, the other one was, um, that Greta Thunberg or Thunberg or Thunberg or however you want to say it, you know, that the activist girl. So now she's 20, I think she's 20 years old. So somebody made that. And I, I saw the, the, it says like made two years ago or three years ago or something like that. So when she ate, when she ate, <laughs> when she hit 18 years old, somebody, you know, they probably did it before she was even seven, when she was still 17. But the fact that, you know, stuff like that is what's out there, you know, you got to wonder what, what is real and what's not. And then also while I saw those, you know, the, the thumbnails for those, uh, Greta, Greta, um, deep fakes, <laughs> there was one with, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but it was, you know, it had her face and, you know, obviously some boobs there and, but it was a, a tranny guy with a wiener and, but <laughs> I don't know, it's, that's just what it is, man. It, you know, I didn't make it, but you know, that's, that exists, you know? So, you know, you're able to do stuff like that if you, if you're motivated enough, I guess. So anyways, so all that, 
is kind of losing what the women or, or losing the value of what these women stood for back in the old West when they actually came out to make a difference and how they wanted to change things. And, you know, those who, um, and those who want to engage in today's modern porn society, you know, it, it's going to be really tricky because there's also, um, you know, I don't know exactly when the actual first pimp actually started, but the way that happened, you know, it's really become glorified. And then when that also happens, the glorification of, you know, I don't know, sexual males, sexual liberated, liberated males or something like that. When that happens, it also makes like male celebrities. And lately I've been seeing that, you know, those gangster rappers from back in the nineties, they're, you know, there's some gay dudes and there's other, uh, Ginny guys that are saying, oh yeah, you know, I saw so-and-so, you know, kissing another dude and so-and-so, you know, does this with other men and all that. But the reason why it keeps going is because, uh, young women, they, they desire that false representation of an alpha male. So that's, you know, that's kind of like a real tricky thing to navigate through. But anyways, so hopefully I, you know, kind of stuck to what I was saying about, you know, what the value of, uh, these old West, um, women were now, like I said, you know, there was tribes and obviously there was women from the tribes and all that, but, I'm just trying to stick to what, how that affects us now in modern times, you know, you know, porn and sex, you know, those two things, you know, it's just, that's just what we are as humans. You know, we're curious about it. We're pleasured by it and we just can't get enough of it. But anyways, other than that, I guess if I need to, I'll go back and revisit that some other time, another episode. But for now, let's just go ahead and uh, skip on to number two. This one will be Deborah Sampson. This is a good one, so hang on. Oh, thank you.